hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. We are continuing or finishing our series uh, today on healing hands. And, and what does it mean to be healing? How, how do we participate in, in this great work that, that Jesus has called us to do? If you were here a couple weeks ago, we, we talked about the beginning of Mark chapter 6 where Jesus has, has done these miraculous works and, and, and has shown disciples the power that he has. And then he turns it around on the disciples and he says, now it's time for you to go out and do these things. It's time for you to take the power that I have given you so that you can be a part of healing, so that you can go out and, and heal the broken and share the good news, and share the word of repentance to the community. And after Jesus did this, we talked about how, how Jesus became known throughout the area, and it started to cause problems, especially with those in leadership. King Herod didn't know what to think of who Jesus was. He thought he could have been John the Baptist, come back from life, but we know that Jesus was much more than a raised-from-the-dead prophet. Jesus is the Son of God. And as we continue into this passage, into this scripture, into Mark chapter 6, we see that Jesus does way much more. So I invite you, as we prepare to hear God's word proclaimed, to join me as we go to God in prayer. Would you please pray with me? Dear God, as we hear your word, we pray that you allow us to be like the words in the, God, in the book of James, that we are not only just hearers of the words, but we are doers of your word. So God, as we receive what you have given to us this morning, we pray that you allow the words in my mouth and the meditation of each heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. So our scripture for this morning is written in the Gospel of Mark, the sixth chapter, verses 53 through 56. I invite you to follow along in your Bibles, or if you don't have your Bibles with you, we have the words on the screen. So hear the word of the Lord. When Jesus and his disciples had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. They anchored the boat and came ashore. Whoa. What's that? A, that's a wasp. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and as we continue, people immediately recognized Jesus and they ran around the whole region, bringing sick people on mats to wherever they heard where he was. Wherever he went, villages, cities, or farming communities, they would place the sick in the marketplaces 
and beg him to allow them to touch even the hem of his clothing. Everyone who touched him was healed. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Man, that gave my heart just a little bit of a stop. <laughs> so, as we take a look at our scripture this morning, there, there is a lot that has happened between the beginning of Mark chapter 6, where we ended with Herod being concerned and afraid of who this Jesus was, to this point where the disciples and Jesus have, have landed at Gennesaret, and Jesus starts healing and teaching there. The very first thing that happens is that Jesus was in one of his teaching moments where there were multitudes of people gathered around. We know this as the feeding of the 5,000. And as Jesus was teaching to the multitudes, the disciples started to get a little worried. They were wondering, how in the world are we going to be able to feed these 5,000 people? Now, it was probably way more than 5,000 because back then they only counted the men. So we know that there were also women and children also there. So all of these people, the disciples were wondering, we need to, to get them out of here because we do not have enough food. But Jesus said, you give them something to eat. And that's when they came up with just these five loaves of fish, five loaves of bread and two fish. And Jesus broke all of these food together and they went out and were able to feed the multitudes. And after all of this was done, Jesus sent the disciples to go across the Sea of Galilee and he went up to a mountain to pray. And as the disciples were making their way across the Sea of Galilee, Jesus decided to catch up with them, if you will. But Jesus didn't catch up with them by another boat. He decided that he was just going to take a stroll across the Sea of Galilee. Now, this is one of my favorite uh, stories of Jesus in Scripture, because if you take a look at what the gospel writer says, Jesus is walking along Side the disciples, he is passing them by just like they're not even there. And the disciples, they, they, they look up and they see Jesus walking on the water and it, it scares them. And they wonder what in the world is going on here. And Jesus comes and reassures them that he is there with them. And it's when they land on the, on the bank of the Sea of Galilee that more things start to happen. More people start to experience and, and see and know who Jesus Christ is. As he, as he lands at Gennesaret, we hear these words. It says that the people immediately recognized Jesus. The people immediately recognized Jesus, which leads me to ask the question, is that when we leave this building, do people recognize us as followers of Jesus Christ? Or do they recognize us as someone else? 
or, or, or some other type of sect or some other type of activity or belief? Do they look at us and see us as people who bring healing and hold us? Or do people look at us as people who bring division and unrest? Unfortunately, in our world today, I think it gets harder to, to recognize and to understand who followers of Jesus Christ is. And I think the reason because of that is that we get stuck in this attitude of, of what it is that we are to believe instead of doing what Jesus did and meet people in the midst of their brokenness. See, the church for the longest time has followed this mantra that, that God is good, we are bad, and we need to try harder. God is good, we are bad, and we just need to try harder. But if you take a look at the ministry of Jesus, yes, Jesus said, go and sin no more. Jesus doesn't want us to stay where we are, but Jesus comes to us right where we are and says, you are my beloved whom I love and care for. You are mine. It's hard to remember that sometimes, isn't it? When, when life gets busy, when life gets hard, when, when we deal with all of the trials that we have, we, we tend to fall into uh, three different categories. First, as a church, we don't lead with love. <clears throat> We lead with, with judgment. We lead with, well, this is what you're supposed to be doing. We, we tend to tell people that they need to behave before they actually believe. Sometimes when we come across people who don't know who Jesus is in their lives, we expect them to change immediately instead of loving them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. We base our community on shared beliefs instead of shared brokenness. <clears throat> when I was in my 20s in Wichita, Kansas, I was involved with a ministry. And, and the ministry overall was, was a good ministry. We would go out on Saturdays, and we would go to one of the larger parks in Wichita, <clears throat> and we would feed the homeless that were there in that park. And, and part of the ministry was that we would make uh, sack lunches and we would distribute them to those who were in the park. And the goal was that we were supposed to sit down and have conversations. We were to sit down and, and just to talk with those men and women who, who lived inside of that park. And as we did this ministry, I, I looked around and I noticed that others my age that were there to be in ministry, they were gathered in their own little groups. And they would pass out a sandwich here and there, and they would be happy with what they did. And I noticed a man who was sitting alone on a park bench, and he had a sack lunch with him. And I went down and sat down beside him and just started to talk. And I started to hear his story about all that 
had happened in his life. And as he was talking, I realized, you know, if it just weren't for a a couple of things, his story could be my story. You know, I am very fortunate, I am very lucky that I had a couple of breaks, that if I didn't have those breaks, I too could have been him, being fed by a group of people. And I still remember as we sat there and as we talked, he looked at me and he said, do you think that God could even love me? And I looked at him without hesitation, and I says, no, I know that God loves you. See, it doesn't matter what your situation is or what your brokenness, God is always there for you. One of the knocks, and, and it's a true knock that we get as a church, is that we're full of hypocrites. But as Rich Mullins would say, I don't know where a hypocrite should be going, but I think church is the right place. (laughs) If you're a perfect person, then you need to be going out and running. But if you are a hypocrite, then the church is exactly the place you need to be. The church is the place where we can gather as God's beloved children, even though we do things wrong. And we may do things more wrong than others, but we know that we are loved. Last week, I sh- we uh, shared and talked about our mission trip uh, kids coming back, and we were at one of the churches in the area, and in this church, there was a sign, and I love the sign, and we're going to steal it, and we're going to have it up here in the church somewhere, but it says these words, in this house, we do second chances. We do grace, we do real, we do mistakes, we do, I'm sorry, we do loud, really well. We do hugs, and we do family. See, Jesus loved these opportunities to be around people who were just ordinary people. When Jesus shared and when Jesus taught, He wasn't condemning to those who he was trying to reach. He let them know that around me is where you belong. If you follow me on social media or the church on social media, you'll see that over the past three or four months, we have added a hashtag to a lot of the posts that we have. That hashtag is a simple hashtag for Royce City. Now, we stole this from uh, uh, Jeff Henderson, who who has a church in Georgia. We stole this from him, but we wanted our city to know that Royce City First United Methodist Church is for them. That there are so many times where it's easy for the church to say, well, we're against this and we're against that. But when the church says that we are for your family, We are for your community. We are for your police department, for your fire department, for your schools, for you name it, on and on again. This 
is the way that we share God's great love and mercy with others. Because it's important. Not only did Jesus go to them, but we hear later in the passage that Jesus went to the villages. He went to the marketplace. He went to the farming communities. He went to cities. Notice not once in this passage does it say that Jesus went from synagogue to synagogue. He knew where the broken were. He knew where the people who need healing and wholeness, and that is where Jesus has gone. And my friends, this year, in 2018 and 2019, I want our church to be known as the church that goes to where the broken are, that goes to where hearts need to be healed, that goes to where we can continue to make a difference because God has made a difference in and for us. Our challenge is to go out into this amazing community, to, to be involved with these amazing people, to share God's love in a tangible way so that when, God, when, when, when people see us, they don't see members of Roy City First United Methodist Church. They see God. So my friends, I invite you to join me as we continue to find ways to be a part of what God is already doing in our community. I invite you to join me to open our hearts and minds to receive people who may be different than what we are and what who we are. I invite you to join with me so that the love and grace of Jesus Christ becomes even stronger in our community because of the love and grace that lives inside of us. Would you please pray with me? Dear God, as we share and as we remember that Jesus was truly known for his love, for his grace, for his compassion. Let us remember that Jesus also taught in the cities, in the farms, in the marketplace, in all of the places around the town to let people know that, that they matter to him. So help us to continue to find ways to let our community know that they matter to us. That we are greater when we work side by side. We are greater when we allow your message to, to ring from our lips. A message of healing, a message of wholeness, a message that you belong here. So God, we give you thanks for the power that you have given us. And let that power shine in all that we do. In the name of the one who loves us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.